This is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden V Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area. Hey everyone, welcome back to Season 3, Episode 12 of the Golden View Podcast. Recorded Saturday, December 23rd, just two days before Christmas. Diving right into the Vancouver Giants, uh, Giants on their Christmas break, with a slate of games starting December the 27th against the Victoria Royals at the Langley Event Center, following that up with a December 29th game against Edmonton at the Langley Event Center. I don't have the Edmonton team name. I will find it New Year's Eve in Portland to face the Winterhawks, then home to play Calgary, the Hitman again, on January the 3rd, and then at Brandon, Manitoba, to face the Brandon Wheat Kings on January the 6th, 2024. But there isn't a ton of Giants news going on right now, even though there is the World Junior Championships, which start again on Boxing Day. So we'll move on from the Giants uh, and have more stuff in the next couple of episodes. Vancouver Canadians, same thing. Nothing happening on the Vancouver Canadians uh, front right now, even though it's the offseason. Obviously, there's lots of signings in Major League Baseball. Uh, Big signings, we're not going to get into those. We'll see if there's any trickle-down effect to the Canadians, depending on who the Blue Jays sign. Uh, in the offseason with a number of Canadians that we featured uh, last season on the podcast talking to Niall O'Donoghue from Seas Plus Baseball about see if any of those players advance up the chain either to AA New Hampshire or to AAA Buffalo or if any of them make the major leagues. I doubt any of them will. That's a pretty big jump. Uh, But there are some top prospects of the Blue Jays at the Canadians level at least that finished this season. Now, moving on to the Vancouver Warriors who today are in Rochester, New York, to face off against the Nighthawks. Now, the Nighthawks started the season 2-0 with wins against Calgary, the Roughnecks, and the um, Saskatchewan Rush, so they're 2-0 to start the season. Uh, Some really interesting tidbits I found out through the Warriors' uh, Twitter account. One concerns Aaron Bold, who needs to play just one minute between the pipes uh, against Rochester to become the eighth goaltender in NLL history to spend or play 9,000 minutes in net. Uh, Bold played his first NHL minute, or an NLL minute back in 2006 with the Portland Lumberjacks. And the Giants have a great story on their website about that because they talk about Aaron Bold, and obviously that's where we pulled the stats from that article about, uh, but Aaron played with Pat O'Toole. So we spoke with Connor O'Toole, and Connor was drafted 18th overall by Vancouver in the 2023 NL entry draft. And I had to chuckle a little bit about this one because the article that's on the Warriors website talks about how Bold and and Pat played together um, with Bold when he when Bold first started in the NLL, and he was mentored by Pat O'Toole. So one, it's a cool story. It also makes you realize how long uh, Aaron's been around and how lucky the Warriors are to have him. Uh, but it's interesting to see how things come around um, and how Aaron, as a 20-year-old, was in Portland uh, working with Pat. Uh, Aaron played a great game last week against the Georgia Swarm, stopping 35 of 42 shots. Uh, and so that's pretty good, right? Because we really need Bold's uh, steady hand and goal after we saw some of the things that happened 
last season with goalies like Steve Fryer, who were released, uh, Aiden Walsh, who's still here, Bold, who's another, needs stability, stability at the goaltending position, and also stability on the defense. And that's another article that's on the Warriors website that I found really interesting. Um, Captain Brett Mitski returns, obviously, to the defense in his 13th NLL season, while Matt Bears, Ryan Dilks, and John Lentz were all signed by the Warriors in free agency. And so that's a huge boost to the Warriors' defense that boasts the likes of guys like Reed Bowering. Um, but what's great about the Warriors this season, and it's just two games, uh, goals against average sits at around nine uh, versus 13.7 against last season. And I don't know if that 13.7, I'm assuming this accounts for the entire NLL season of 18 games. Uh, this is just two games. I'm interested to see how they do against Rochester because we've got some interesting tidbits, but they held Georgia sworn forward Lyle Thompson to just four points. But uh, they're up against some pretty heavy hitters um, this week uh, in the Nighthawks because of the Nighthawks game last week um, in which they beat Saskatchewan 16-14, actually, sorry, back on December 9th at the Sastel Center in, in Saskatoon. But... Carnerfield's had 11 points in that game, four goals, seven, seven assists. Um, Ryan Smith also had three goals and three assists. So the Rochester, Rochester Nighthawks have some players who can score, uh, but the Warriors have the second-ranked defense in the NLL, uh, and obviously Fields won NLL's Gatorade Player of the Week uh, in recognition for his dominant performance uh, against the Saskatchewan Rush. And speaking of uh, Gatorade Player of the Week, last week it was Ryan Martell, whose four-goal, five-assist performance against Georgia, where he was an absolute monster in that game, who won uh, Player of the Week this week. So some really interesting storylines here. We've talked about the Aaron Bold connection. We've talked about the improved Warriors defense. We talked about two players of the week in this game. Lots of really juicy tidbits for this uh, Warriors game, and I'm excited to see it, actually, because even if the Warriors don't win, and I, and I think they have a good chance to, based on the first two games that I've seen this season and I watched the Panther City game, the Warriors are much improved on defense, and even though they lost, um, they're not getting blown out like some of the games we saw recently. Um, and so, yeah, no, it's going to be a good game. It's on today at 4 o'clock um, on TSN+, Plus, and I've subscribed to TSN+, Plus at least for one month. It's 8 bucks. I can watch the uh, lacrosse games because they're not always on the main TSN network. Then obviously there's some higher priority sports. I hate to say it uh, with NFL football games on today, the TSN's carrying uh, things like college football, uh, NHL hockey, lacrosse kind of gets shoved to the side a little bit, uh, which I think is too bad, but it does happen. Uh, But the Warriors, yeah, no, we talked about that. They won 15-7 over Georgia. Uh, we talked a little bit about the play of uh, some of the other players, um, including Adam Cheryl and Beatties, Keegan Ball. Uh, final tidbit on Bold. Um, Bold has a 9-0-0 goals against and a 7-8-6 save percentage in, in, in two appearances this season. So that's pretty good, but let's keep rolling here because we're going to move into the Vancouver Whitecaps, who have two pieces of news today. Or this week, one, their release of their 2024 ski, uh, uh, schedule and their participation in the MLS Super Draft, where they drafted two players on Tuesday, English midfielder Elliot Goldthorpe and Canadian striker Nicholas Chateau. So looking down at Goldthorpe here, um, 
some interesting things that popped up. Obviously, played in the academies of Manchester United and his hometown Leeds United in his youth. Um, he's played the last two seasons at Hofstra University, scoring 25 goals and 21 assists. Uh, this past season, leading the NCAA with 15 assists, and I'm assuming that's uh, NCAA men's Division One soccer, which would be the one of the most highly competitive leagues in North America. Um, Looking at some other stats on him here. Um, played at Old Dominion University, second team all-conference USA and Conference USA all-rookie honors. Uh, played in the USL League 2 for the Des Moines Menace, which is a great name. Uh, Goldthorpe, as I mentioned, yeah, played, the, played for Manchester United and Leeds United Academies as well. And let's look at uh, Chateau, who's a Canadian, uh, St. John's University, 14 goals in 2023, West Ottawa Soccer Club and Capital United in his youth. He's 21 years old, picked uh, in the third round, the 74th overall from St. John's University, product of Ottawa, Ontario. Uh, comeback season for him in 2022 after he tore his ACL. And so that's the Whitecaps news, recapping uh, the midfielder or the two players drafted, but the Whitecaps schedule opens up with a Whitecaps game Saturday, March the 2nd, 2024, uh, when the Whitecaps are home to Charlotte to uh, start um, the season. And we keep going here, just looking down at what this, what the schedule has to offer us. Uh, there's a there's a number of interesting uh, tidbits there. Um, just trying to see who else they face off against. Charlotte uh, at BC Place, San Jose on March the 9th, Dallas on March 16th at Toyota Stadium in Dallas. 23rd, they're home to face Real Salt Lake. 30th of March, they play the Portland Timbers. So they got three home games that month and two games on the road. We talked in last week's podcast about the CONCACAF Champions Cup, which starts on February the 7th. I'm still not sure how to pronounce the name of this uh, particular team they're playing. But moving on to the BC Lions, and one thing the BC Lions have on their website is they sort of break out the CFL schedule with uh, BC Lions uh, commu uh, communications media guy, Matt Baker, looking at some key games in the 2024 schedule for the BC Lions for the CFL season. Uh, couple ones I've mentioned here, Saturday, June 17th, home opener, playing against the Calgary Stampeders. I was at the last two Western Finals, 2022-2023, where they beat the Stampeders both times. Uh, it's an annual kickoff concert, which is fun. They'll have all the great outdoor events they had that I went to this past year with the beer gardens and food outside. Um, then week six against Saskatchewan, July 13th, Lions taking two out of three uh, from Saskatchewan this year, losing that game in Saskatchewan but winning the two at BC Place. We'll see if Trevor Harris returns a quarterback after his season-ending uh, injury. Uh, Port Moody's Corey Mace is the new head coach of the Riders. Riders and Lions only meet twice in 2024, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, always great to see the, all the Riders fans at BC Place uh, and Matt mentioning the calling it the watermelon smash. Uh, week 11 against Winnipeg, uh, only Winnipeg. Uh, meeting this season looks like at BC Place. Early pair of early meetings in Manitoba, week three and week nine. And the Lions and Bombers will meet for the third and final time before August comes to a close. 
Um, and as Matt mentions in this uh, press release, and we'll talk about the Montreal game, which is here later in October, Bombers are the biggest measuring stick of them all. We know that. Uh, we know the back-to-back -back Western Finals they lost against Winnipeg. Uh, we know the game that I saw, home game, which really decided first place in the West in October, October the 6th. I was at that home game. Uh, Lions should have won that game. They were up, lost to Winnipeg in overtime. And uh, as Matt says here, uh, elusive top spot and home field advantage for the Western Final on Saturday, November 9th is going to be key. Lions hosting, obviously, the Grey Cup here on Sunday, November 17th, 2024. It'd be nice to see the Lions in it. Looking at another uh, game that Matt's mentioned here, week 20th versus Montreal, Saturday, October 19th. Um, I see that as the other big measuring stick for the Lions, obviously with their the fact and the way and the, and the uh, dramatic fashion that the Grey Cup entered and Montreal won with the likes of Cody Fiardo, a quarterback. We saw Sean Lemon's performance in that Grey Cup. Sean being here a few years ago, Lemon signing that extension in Montreal. Uh, that's Vernon Adams' former team in the, in the Alouettes. And I was at the game this July where the Alouettes were in town um, and the Lions won. And I didn't at that point get a lot out of the Alouettes. That was pretty early in the season. And if you look on our podcast page, I'll mention that buzzsprout.com and I'll get that number for you. The picture that I took there, you can see is a picture of the stadium that I use as my, but my Buzzsprout uh, marker page. That was taken Saturday, July the 9th, and it's on our uh, Buzzsprout page as a picture. You can see I, I was sitting in my seat Saturday, July the 9th. You can see the d dome's open, lots of sunshine, um, and it was actually almost too hard to sit in that seat because the dome was open and it was summer and the sun was so high and so hot, but I'm really proud of being able to take that picture our Buzzsprout page is buzzsprout.com forward slash 1869778. And obviously now with goldenvpodcast.ca as our domain name, um, it redirects to that Buzzsprout site. So it's important you take a look at that for all our episodes. Uh, but yeah, that's covering off the BC Lions. Um, obviously a lot of exciting news there for the Lions. Matt does a great job breaking down that schedule because I think those are some key matchups. I'll be renewing my season ticket for this season. I won't be traveling to... Uh, Victoria for touchdown uh, Pacific, which is against the Ottawa Red Blacks at the end of August. I'll be uh, staying home for the other home games and saving money, hopefully, for a Grey Cup ticket. But let's move on finally to the Vancouver Canucks, who play the Sharks tonight, Saturday, December the 23rd, uh, as their last game before Christmas. Now, the way the Canucks started this season, looking back at that 12-3-1 record, and everybody said, oh, yeah, 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 let's see how they're doing by Christmas. Well, the Canucks at Christmas have a pretty good record now. 22 wins, 9 losses, and 3 ties. Obviously, given the fact that, you know, the way they started that season and they sort of tailed off a little bit in spots, um, to see the Canucks now at this point, and this is game number 35 tonight before, when they play San Jose, you have to think they are for real. And obviously there's a few things, you know, kind of swirling around the Canucks right now. Um, obviously, um, you know, the, the whole Andre Kuzmenko piece, scratched the previous two games, gets back into the lineup uh, tonight, scratched against the Stars, sc scratched against the Nashville Predators. Um, and Kuzmenko's really needed in the top six based on the fact that he signed 
a two-year contract at $5.5 million a season and scored 39 goals last year. Um, but there's been a lot of stuff sort of being bandied around about what's going to happen, and, I, and you shouldn't believe Twitter. A lot of fans saying that Kuzmenko should be traded. I wouldn't dump a player after half a season poor start. Um, but Kuzmenko does have to step it up. Two games recently, he got two goals in two games, but he's since fallen back um, and got those two scratches. And if you follow the Donnie and Dolly show, you've seen uh, recently, obviously, tweets from Dan Milstein, Andre, Andre Kuzmenko's agent, uh, talking about how the team and coaching staff is all committed to working together to help Andre be successful. I have to believe that. I can't just say that, that the Canucks are just going to dump Kuzmenko. I, I don't see that being an option. Um, but some interesting notes here about... Uh, Kuzmenko, based on an interview that Jim Rutherford did, um, just because of his play, um, and some mentioned by Rutherford on a on a podcast or, and on the Daily Hives website, Offside, but he didn't quite come into camp in the game shape that he shouldn't have been in. I hadn't read that before. Uh, obviously, Kuzmenko working out in Bali, um, doing unusual workouts, sharing it on social media. But as I've said before, and I'll say it again, I hate to give up on Kuzmenko. I also compare him to two enigmatic Russians uh, from Vancouver Canucks history, the number one Russian being Pavel Burry and also Alexander McGillney. I remember Alexander McGillney's first season in Vancouver uh, after the trade with Buffalo, where he was a monster. Uh, and then, you know, how subsequent, a couple seasons later, he'd sort of tailed off People said he was an enigma uh, by the time it got to around the time that Brian Burke arrived in Vancouver in 99-2000. Mark Hoffer was hired as head coach. They, they ultimately traded uh, McGilney uh, to the Leafs and picked up Brendan Morrison, who became a key part um, of the, the Canucks fortunes moving forward uh, with Bertuzzi and Naslin. And we, won't get in, we won't get into that too much, but... Um, Obviously, McGillney was great when he came into the league with the Buffalo Sabres, but I see that um, I see that kind of play from Kuzmenko the way you used to see things with McGillney and with Burry. Um, so yeah, lots of interesting tidbits uh, floating around the Canucks right now. But that twenty-two nine and three record uh, really stands out for this team. Thinking that they're going to maintain it, don't see why they won't maintain it. Um, but some other players to watch in this game, Elias Patterson sitting on career goal number 149, uh, 17th player in franchise history that hit 150 goals. Uh, Patterson with 18 points in 18 games against the Sharks. Only has five goals versus San Jose in his career. Jack Stadnik is going to play, obviously, after being shipped to San Jose from Vancouver. Um, interesting to see what happens with Stadnika. The Canucks going to ice Mikheyev, Pedersen, Kuzmenko. As we mentioned, Kuzmenko drawing back in. Hoglander, Miller-Besser, which has been a good line. Joshua, Bluger, Garland, which has done really, really well. Uh, both Joshua and Bluger scoring great goals the other night against Dallas. And you got Nilsamon with Pia Suter and Sam Lafferty on the fourth line. Hughes, Heronik, Cole, Yulson, Zadorov, Myers. Demko slated to get the start. And... Uh, yeah, that's going to wrap up the podcast for this week. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and have yourselves a great Christmas. 
This is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden V Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area.